I don't really want to work out, I work out. There's got to be those days you push through. And they're, they're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. Discipline equals freedom. And the more discipline you have as a human, the more freedom you're going to have. Welcome to another episode, the second episode of, well, it's either Jones's fitness podcast or Keeping Up With The Joneses. <laughs> myself, Aidan Jones. Uh, me, Chris Landrum. And me, Nick Gilbert. Nice. Good. Welcome back, boys. Yeah, yeah um, Thank you for um, anyone that actually bothered to listen last time. Thank you very, <laughs> very much. Um, most of the people were in England, but 2% of you were in Holland, apparently. So. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, so you're conquering we're, Europe we're international. Yeah, yeah. yeah currently, on, <laughs> currently on Spotify <laughs> as well, but hopefully iTunes pretty soon. So. Yeah, so when's that, when's that going to happen? Um, it should be any time. So Anchor just needs to upload it. So yeah, any time now it should be on that. And we had some really good and really uh, positive feedback on Facebook and comments and stuff. So, yeah, and and every, yeah, it's been great. Yeah. Um, so today's episode is about sexual fantasies. No, it's not. Um, it's about um, well, well, pretty much why we well some of us started. I don't know. Um, uh, weight loss, mm. weight loss, weight gain, um, mm. and the intricacies of that. Yeah, I think it's a. Most people, you know, a lot of people join the gyms and get want to get in shape to to lose weight and lose mm. fat. And I think we were talking about this earlier that you know most of it is fat loss that people want you know they want to maintain some muscle tone and and lose fat rather than weight but the two things go so hand in hand that it's you know tracking weight as a a marker is a good thing to do but lots of people obviously struggle with that and so i think it'd be good to chat about that and why people struggle the things people do well and and kind of go from there really i wonder what the actual percentage is of people joining the gym that actually wants to lose weight I mean, obviously, it's different depending, high, on, I reckon. depending on the yeah. gym itself. But yeah. um, I reckon most I regular it's gyms, it's got to be 70, 80 yeah. percent of people. The reason yeah. they're joining the gym is to lose weight. Um, or maybe not that high, actually, but because you're going to have people that want to put on muscle or that want to just get fitter. But I think the majority a huge majority of people. Why is it? I yeah. think is it 15, 16 percent of um, our population has a gym membership, something like that. So which is quite low, isn't it? When you well, think about a, it, yeah. Considering we're in everybody. Like yeah. an obesity epi epidemic, um, yeah, yeah, it is low, very low. Mm. So what, like, what are your guys' thoughts on on? So if a client comes to you or someone comes to you and they say, because you get so many people, you know, you say, oh, I'm a personal trainer. The first thing you oh get is, God, don't oh, my God, never do that. Do you want to lose a little bit of yeah. weight around the middle? They'll always just yeah. tap so what, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your what are your thoughts on, like, what drives fat loss? What what kind of contributes to fat loss or to weight loss, basically? Um, well, like we were speaking about earlier, obviously, um, people have got some options if they want to lose weight. They can either address their diet, they can start training, or they can do both. Do both, yeah. That's pretty much the, you know. I'm sure there's some stats out there where they've done studies of people who have just made one oh, intervention, so they've either just trained, or just added training, or just added um, like a dietary intervention. Yeah. And both of those are successful, but compared to when you do both, 100%. that's the thing that you just look at this little bar chart of like 10% change, 10% change, and it's like 30% change when yeah. they do both. Mm. Um, and that's that's the hardest bit, like for uh, getting people to getting people to exercise for an hour a day, 45 minutes for us here, isn't that hard. We make it fun. Controlling what goes in in the mouth for the other 23 hours and 15 minutes. That's but, that's the challenge, isn't but, it? Yeah. On the flip side of that, we're probably not doing a as a the fitness industry yeah. is not good, doing a good enough job because you know we're yeah. only at sixteen um, percent or whatever it is. So mm. um, there's obviously barriers there to stop people coming in the first place. And mm. you know, I guess that the thing is, though, sixteen percent doesn't contribute for people who don't have a gym membership, but they go out and run and cycle yeah, cool. and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. um, people um, still be doing that for fat loss. Definitely. And then I think what you were saying there leads into another question and a point that I had, which was the obviously yes, it's exercise and diet. We kind of know that, but lots of people sort of struggle. And also there's differing points of views. When you go online, it's like uh -huh. there's got the brigade of calories in versus calories out and ca creating a calorie deficit. Then you've got the people that just say, just eat clean. And, and then you have these ridiculous posts that sort of say, oh, you know, you get these points of people saying, oh, I'm, I'm not losing enough weight because I'm not eating enough. Mm -hmm. And I think that 
is it's a poor, confusing. poor message. Yeah, it's confusing, yeah, it's isn't it? So people yeah, are, you know, they're struggling, they're not losing weight. Do you know what? So what is it really that is is there an is there a specific <laughs> answer? If someone said to you, you know, how would you? What do you think about that? Basically, is my question in terms of calories in and calories out. I've got my point of view, but I'll see, yeah, I mean, see what you guys think. For an overall view, it is a it is a starting place, definitely. Um, yeah. But the the calories we consume do matter, of course, because they lead on to other things. But yeah. Um, yeah, to the most part, if you're reducing your your, your calories, you're, you're going to lose weight. Yeah, definitely. Because if yeah. you're if you like to say if you're eating less than what you're expending, and you're still asking that of your body to do that work, you've got to make up that difference, the shortfall in in calories. So hopefully, your body is going to use its own stores to make up that difference, and yeah. its own stores tends to be body fat. So over time, you're, if you're in a deficit, you're gonna gradually bring your body fat down, 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 yep. until you're incredibly lean. So yeah. you, you've mentioned there about sit reading things on social media and almost sort of people sitting in two different camps. Yeah, because I think, I think that ultimately, again, and this is my view on it, would be that from a purely science point of view, it is calories in, calories out. Yeah. So if you get someone in a controlled environment, so they've done these studies where they put them into a calorie deficit in an environment where they give them all the food, mm. um, they make they, they know exactly what, what they're, they're putting doing. in, they know yeah. exactly what they're expending, yeah. um, they lose weight, and pretty much everyone does. Yeah. So it's not, you know, anyone can lose weight by making sure that they are in a calorie deficit. Yeah. But me and Aidan were talking about this earlier, and I think this is the more interesting thing, is that most people kind of know that, yeah. but then struggle to yeah. do it. And so oh, what yeah. is it oh about, like, I think there's lots of things which there's, we'll probably no talk about today. Pill, yeah, there's yeah. obviously there's lots of reasons why people are struggling to create that calorie deficit, yeah. whether it be motivation to train, whether it be uh, struggling with their food, understanding what they need in, to do, oh, the education of things. Absolutely. I speak to people all the time, and they can't believe that, like, <laughs> a shortbread finger has got 100 calories in it. Totally. And they're like, no oh, way. No way. Oh, <laughs> Had, outrageous oh but I've had I've had three with my coffee and it's like there's 300 calories done yeah. just like that and for a lot of people that's a large percentage of their daily target you know yeah. and you don't even I'd eat three shortbread fingers like that and not even think about it I think but, that's where tracking can be useful because yeah. Even if you just get someone tracking for say six weeks or like a couple of months, you week. start to really uh, yeah. realise what you're consuming exactly. and what you're putting in. And I think sometimes it's I'll say to people, look, I don't want you to do this long term. No. I don't. But I don't just track for a bit. Long term. Yeah, no. I mean, I I, I don't track any of my food at the moment. If I was going to go for a specific goal of losing certain weight, so I did the I did a boxing event last year, last November. And I wanted to get down to 75 kilos because I wanted to be in a certain did, weight class. Did you win? Then? I did win. Yeah, I just dropped it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but um, I wanted to get down to that specific weight. So I was having to track my food because I wanted to be really specific about yeah. it. But generally speaking, I kind of know where my yeah. baseline is because I've tracked though. It's, it's because I've tracked that now I can be more um, flexible. And there's this, there's this amazing quote actually that, at the first part of the podcast a guy called Jocko Willink who's on the yeah, on the legend. first bit absolute legend and he talks about that um, he's a Navy SEAL <laughs> really cool like motivational guy but he talks about um, basically the ultimate discipline equals ultimate freedom and what he's talking okay. about there is for example by being disciplined to start with in terms of tracking I can now have the freedom to know what I'm doing and therefore yeah. not have to track and Mate so it educated. actually makes my life easier yeah. because then I can just do things so it's almost like a little bit of that tracking to start with can be really helpful, I think, for a lot of people yeah, in yeah. terms of knowing where they are and knowing what they're. Yeah. You know, I, I like I say, I I wouldn't see tracking food as a long term no. as a long term no. thing. Like I'd, I'd, and you know, getting out the scales and weighing things, it's yeah, palaver. It is, yeah. yeah. Can you do it long term? No. No. So, I mean, some people can, and some people yeah. do. But like you say, if they're you know a bodybuilder and they need to track absolutely oh, everything, of course. But what it, about a busy mum? Yeah, exactly. Is she going to be able to make yeah. three different meals of different weights of different things? Yeah. But like, no. like Chris says, to start with, it, it can be used yeah. as a tool to give someone yeah. some sort of understanding. But, but that, yeah, no, Chris, no. Go I was on. going to say, but that's where, um, and we talked about this earlier, that you have different strategies for different people. So, mm -hmm. you know, you'll have some clients and some people who actually really need to track and should track, and then you have other people who aren't going to track. Where you maybe go down the route of like the pre precision oh, nutrition palms, stuff fists, or palms, palms fists, yeah. the stuff that you guys have done with the loser stone for September, which I think yeah. we're going to come on to and talk about in a bit. Mm. Where actually then you're going much more on um, you know quality foods and and kind of essentially what you're doing with the fist and stuff is um, looking at controlling portion yeah. sizes essentially. Yeah. 
um, but in a way that isn't tracking, but you still know that, yeah, that you're going to get the right results with that, yeah. which I think is another it all different comes back way. To, um, the individual again, totally. isn't it? So we're all different. Yeah. And also on the, the palms fist thing as well, it means that you're getting somebody to do, it's, well, we're going to talk about habits, I'm sure, at some point, but yeah. it's getting people into a habit of eating a similar amount of food. And then if they are or aren't losing weight, you make an adjustment on that because they're doing the same thing every day that's roughly the same amount of calories. So if they then say, oh, Nick, I haven't, I haven't lost any weight for the last two weeks. Okay, well, okay, then well, we'll just reduce one of your meals by a fistful of whatever it may be, carbs, for instance. Not yep. that carbs are bad, people are good, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. we'll come on to that. Yeah. So please don't that's, hang that's for another but, day. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, if you remove that, you're removing calories. So that fistful gone is going to make a, hopefully make a deficit and you can carry that on and yeah. therefore you've got something to measure against and tweak and adjust and one one thing that i think is interesting as well about the calories thing is that a lot of people and i don't know your thoughts will say about um when you eat too low calories that you go into kind of metabolically you shut down a bit so it's almost like if you're on too low calories for too long a period mm-hmm. of time it's not it can be not good for you where you get this big rebound effect mm-hmm. so i don't know what your, your guys thoughts are on that um again i i kind of I, i'll my thoughts are that obviously you want to kind of track where you are and then listen to your body to a certain degree yeah. but also be something where you're doing it as a lifestyle so you want it want it to really be something you can kind of maintain for yeah. the long term it doesn't want to be something that's so restrictive this is why like i think one of my, some of my friends have been on like the cambridge diet which yeah, is just a yeah. liquid diet yeah and they lost loads of, of weight on it, but they're never going to be able to maintain that over the long term. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as they then stop doing that, they put loads of weight well, back on. I think you've, you've so, got to make the difference between weight loss and doing it healthy. So, yeah. you know, you can lose weight by eating, I don't know, one Mars bar a day or yeah. an ice cube or the cabbage soup diet or, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever it is, you can yeah. lose weight. But yeah. but then you say, like, you've, you've classified that as weight loss. So in that, exactly. you're going to lose water, you're going to lose yeah. muscle, you're going to lose bo- a little yeah. bit of body fat. Whereas I guess for optimal health and right. everything else, we want to lose body fat, maintain muscle, yeah. and yeah. keep there. And I think that becomes that's where a lot of people I think get confused. And it's like, you know, they read so many different things, yeah. and that's the that's the issue. But like I say, weight loss is fairly easy. Fat loss is then something it's, that's it's a different, a little bit more complicated. Yeah. Actually, and then obviously we want pe- you know with that in terms of like maintaining that muscle or maintaining lean tissue which most people are going to want because do, it yeah. looks you look better with that. Um it's looking at things like protein levels isn't it? So it's being mm. in that calorie deficit. I think most people if you can get into get yourself into a basically if you're having 500 ca- 500 calories re- re- less than you're consuming a day um, you're going to lose around a pound of fat a week. Yeah. And if you then keep your protein levels around two grams per kilo of body weight, then you're looking at maintaining that lean muscle. And it's yeah. kind of as simple as that to yeah. a certain degree. Like yeah. Obviously, there's nuances and which we're going to talk in, about. If you cetera, add in some resistance training to yeah. that, you give your body a reason to keep that muscle yeah. while you're in a, a caloric deficit. So the million dollar question is, why can't people do it? Because it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. there's temptations, yeah. life, like shortbread fingers. Yeah, fingers, yeah, yeah exactly. Pop, yeah. yeah, and I and again, like we said, it's habits. I I personally feel one of the massive things is habits. Yeah. How easy is it to, you know, we've got some teas and coffees on the tables, and how often, how easy is it to just oh, I'll eat that biscuit with that. I'll eat that biscuit with that. And actually, over the course of a week, you know, if you're eating a few biscuits that you don't really, there's a half a mouthful here and there, but actually. Yeah. It can add up. You could probably eat a thousand yeah. calories worth of biscuits over the course of a week and not really count them. And, yeah. and even if you're tracking them with a MyFitnessPal, yeah. a lot of the time those things get missed off. Left don't off. They? Yeah, exactly. because they don't count in your yeah, head. Do yeah. they? It's only a yeah. half a mouthful. That doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's an issue, I think. And again, like it's really interesting. Now I had it with a with a mum that I was working with a few years ago, and she, initially we did track her food. I know we spoke about that, and she wasn't losing weight and I was looking at what she was doing I couldn't work out what was going on and it turns out wine. that what what was going no not uh, wine uh, no even even <laughs> simpler than that is she was finishing off her kids meals yeah, so uh, cool. oh, that doesn't count man. yeah no but <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean but like as in these little odds and sods of food that her, her son didn't actually eat she just thought oh, I'm yeah. not going to waste that I'll eat it doesn't count actually that was enough to yeah. keep her in about an energetic balance yeah, but it yeah, didn't count because it, oh, it was only half yeah, of something got a few kids and you're yeah. finishing everyone's yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think the other thing we mentioned earlier about like, alcohol, but um, how common is it? And I think this is massively common, especially in kind of 
I'd say the age group of maybe 20 to 30 year olds, but who can be really good in the week. So they're really good in the week. They're like smashing it and they're feeling like, yeah. oh, five days, I've, yeah, I've done this awesome weekend. job. Yeah. Get to the weekend, it. you go out, yeah. get smashed or you have loads of drinks. Then you feel a bit rubbish the next day. So you're like, oh, you know, you're craving horrible, you know, not horrible foods, but salty foods, yeah. foods that taste good. And, um, and then actually the calories are, are massively higher on those two days and they've ruined their entire deficit, deficit that they've created in yeah. the week by two days. Yeah. It's almost like they're, they're just not aware that, that that amount, that you know, in two days that you can ruin like five mm. days of hard work. So it almost feels like I'm doing really well because I'm doing five days where I'm doing really well. But actually, those two days are then negating all that hard work yeah. you put in. And it's almost like, so it's looking at those things as well. Yeah, And that's that habit, isn't it? Of like going yeah. out and then letting it spill out into a few more days because you think, oh, I'll get back on it on Monday, get back on it on Monday. Yeah. And if you're in that habit, that lifestyle, it's, it can easily undo you. Yeah. And I think, what, so what strategies, I mean, one of, the, one of the things that I talk to clients quite a lot about is sort of strategies that you can use around, because I think social events is a big thing, isn't it? Because... Yeah you know ultimately people have social lives and they want to spend time with friends family they want to have a good time they want to go out for the meals and occasional things and i think you can fit in fit that into a weight loss or a fat loss protocol it's just being aware of that and i think i've i've certainly in the past i don't know what you guys think but i've used strategies like intermittent fasting on Mm -hmm. days when they're doing that so like and i've used this myself so if i'm going to like a mate's barbecue or whatever it might be that I fast in the morning, don't have those breakfast calories yeah. so that I can have a few more in the evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if you go over then, you're not going massively over. That's um, so little it, things it, like that. That is just about a bit of common sense, really. And it's balanced. If you know you're going out for a three-course meal and you're going to have, I don't know, five pints, um, don't go for a greasy fry-up in the morning. Mm, yeah. You yeah. Know, don't have a big lunch. Maybe have a chicken salad for lunch yeah. and then... Let it all go on. Uh, in the <laughs> yeah. I think the thing is, it's like it's not obviously it's not as simple as as money, but money's a really easy way to kind of like explain it. And you know, if you know you've got your um, partner's birthday coming up at the end of the month, and you want to spend a little bit more on them, you save money in the build up yeah. to that to spend it on there, so that at the end of the month, you've yeah, you got a- you've you've spent the right amount of money. You've not gone overdrawn and things like that calories are exactly the same if you know you're spending a little bit more at dinner nights out and things like that just mm. save a little bit extra in the week and be a bit more aware of it really totally you know if people can balance their money books then they could balance their calorie books as well yeah and what about um the actual type of foods we're eating as well then so um you know uh, a sugary food compared to you know raw ingre- ingredients and well yeah. i think that we talked about this um earlier Adrian, about um you know, I was saying that my nutrition's been really good for about a couple of months, and then the last month got a bit ill, and there was a few things going on, so I just wasn't preparing my food. Which again, we can talk about that. Which I think you know, you're a big proponent of Nick, mm. and I see you with your little Tupperwares, yeah. which is good. Yeah, um, all the time. <laughs> and then, so that was something that I just went to Tesco's to get some food, got a couple of wraps, um, which I thought would be like filling for me, mm. um, thousand calories. Whereas if I just make, like that. if just, just like, yeah, that, and I can, yeah. I ate those two wraps in like yeah. literally a minute. Whereas yeah. actually, if I when I'm preparing my food and it's whole food, um, 500 calories, and I was just as full as if I'd had those two wraps. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, and I think that's where people um, underestimate things as well. Is that yeah. it's not just about whole food being more nutritionally better for you, which it obviously is, and better for recovery if you're training at the gym, etc. Which is another point with the whole calories in calories out because i think sometimes that gets misconstrued as just eat what you want you know people talk yeah. about oh beer yeah. and donuts diet where you, yeah. can, you can you can lose weight on that well you can lose weight on that but, but you're, you're gonna, gonna feel like healthy, you're yeah. gonna yeah. feel yeah. like crap feel, yeah, you're not you're gonna be really training very bad, well yeah. so it's just like actually whole foods are good for that but the other point point is that they're more satiating so they yeah. make you feel fuller therefore you have less so calories so and therefore you can lose more weight so we did this thing over at the lounge oh yeah mm. um, the lounge. we spoke about the lounge on the last podcast didn't, didn't we? we i reckon we should try and get it in every uh, every, week. every every yeah. one um, so basically we um we went over it's about lunchtime wasn't it mm-hmm. and the chefs cooked me was it chicken breast yeah potatoes, potatoes and veg was it yeah broccoli? I think, yeah it might have been there it, was, came, it was quite a lot of veg anyway and it came to was it 500 it's 500 calories, 500 calories. 500 calories. Yep. so basically we timed me eating it yep um and uh it, i don't know it took about 12 12, 12 yeah, and 15 minutes. something like yeah. that and obviously i was quite full afterwards um and then the next day we went back 
and I had a piece of cheesecake. Also 500 also calories. Also 500 calories, and it took literally like 10 seconds. Well, <laughs> I don't think seconds. it lasted 10 yeah. seconds. <laughs> and obviously the point was, you know, I was completely full after the first meal and, and the cheesecake did nothing. And all I wanted to do it was, was eat, more. eat more cheesecake. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously the issue of, of high sugary foods and, you know, the, the hormones that are released and it doesn't make us... Feel up. full, feel no. full, yeah. And also yeah. because they're so dense in calories, the the amount of volume that they take up in your yeah. stomach is so small, totally. but it costs so much in terms of like calories that of course you're gonna want to eat more. Like like yeah. those shortbread fingers I keep speaking about, which uh, <laughs> yeah. I hope that you don't I'm all go away trying to eat now. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. you know they don't they take up zero space in my stomach. Whereas if I ate the same in chicken, brown rice broccoli whatever it may be the cliche diet um that's going to take up more room so that's another thing that's going to make you feel fuller because the actual size of it is more and that's where i think you know you spoke about people saying oh i've eaten more and i've lost weight generally speaking if you are going to eat better food so nutritionally dense foods like more vegetables more fruits more proteins and things like that yes the volume of food is going to be way more but it's going to cost you less calories yeah so you're going to feel like you're eating more, but you're actually energetically eating less. Yeah, and that's the, you know we we touched on alcohol earlier, and that's again where same, isn't it? it's the same. It's so easy for for people to drink a few glasses yeah. of wine, and yeah. suddenly their calories have just shot up. Yeah. yeah, I think about about like red coke. Like I love red coke; it's my favorite. It's always called cool. red coke. Yeah, <laughs> like I, was, I don't like calling it fat coke because there's no fat in it. But anyway, yeah. but red coke, I love it, and it's so easy to drink loads of it and actually when you look at how many calories it is it doesn't fill me up in the slightest but it costs loads to 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 enjoy it so but that, but that's a classic example i think of where you a strategy for someone like you who was you know, obviously you're not overweight but if you were yeah. overweight and you were looking to lose weight you could say well look can you go to a diet coke yeah because there's zero calories in that yeah and therefore I'm you still can still that get that fix. kind of fix yeah, yeah. but which is where the habit comes in and trying yeah. to kind of almost i think with a lot of habits it's trying to replace those habits with other things yeah. rather than yeah. just yeah. trying to get rid, to of, get them rid totally, of them totally because cold turkey is really hard to do obviously mm-hmm. um so i think that's another thing that people can think about who are out there who wanted to lose weight is replacing those things you're already doing yeah. with something that's better so the other thing that i've done is um people that have really sweet tooths in the evening would be like frozen fruit for example yep. which again volume wise is going to be a lot more yes there's sugar in it and yes there yeah. could be slightly other things that might be slightly better but ultimately if they're going to have a bowl of frozen mango for example over a you know cake or some yeah. biscuits or yeah. whatever that actually the mango is going to be much better for oh you from a health yeah. point of view and fill you up more because the volume you'll get is yeah. much better it's just those little things that i think can make quite a big difference yeah. in terms of someone's it's something sort of that fat something that we've done in our house recently was um get make a protein shake make it quite thick put some blueberries in it and stick it in the freezer for like 20 minutes and literally it's like soft scoop vanilla ice cream mm. but it's got more protein in it less calories and there's some goodies from that sounds amazing. that's really yeah. weird i had some greek yogurt last night with blueberries yeah. and um protein, protein powder yeah i haven't had it for months yeah but, but it's yeah. so easy and yeah. again it's, it's honestly, so if you nice. put that in the freezer there's your soft scoop ice cream and Mush, that's uh, mushed up bananas is another one so frozen yeah. sliced bananas yeah. in the freezer and then yeah. you let it go slightly, uh, slightly, slightly defrosted, yeah. and then get a fork and mush it up. It's like ice cream. Oh, you can make shortbread fingers on top. With shortbread fingers, I will even tell better. you tomorrow, guys. I'll yeah. tell, uh, when I see you tomorrow, I'll tell you if you can or not. Yeah, exactly. I, I think a lot of um, companies are obviously cashing in on that now. Like, obviously, we've got the grenade bars downstairs. Yeah, and it's like a chocolate bar. It's like a chocolate bar. It probably doesn't taste as good as a Mars bar, but... It's got um, a few less calories in it. Yeah. A little bit more protein and, yeah, and, that's and it. a lot less sugar. Yeah. Do you know what the other thing as well? Just a bit of a sidetrack, but have you noticed now how like there's so many now products that Every are... Protein. Everything's got oh, protein mate, in it. Crazy. Yeah. And it's Wheat-a-bix like... And protein and Weetabix. Yeah. Do you know how many grams of protein are in a protein Weetabix? Go on. It's like one or two. Wow. It's literally, it's not that much more so how, than So one. how can they define that as high protein? Or, or do they just say added protein? Uh, no, it's something to do with the percentage of of it. So there's a cereal that we like in our house. It's um, And again, it says like 25% of your daily protein on it. So we were like, so, oh, that's amazing. And what? then I looked on the back and it was like, Recommended on a fifty gram protein yeah, diet. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, so there's so twenty so it's twelve and a half grams of protein in that. Well 
so, but someone who isn't educated who would look at the back of that and be like, oh, everyone talks about protein, how important it is. Like, yeah. if I eat that cereal, I'm getting most of what I... But, I mean, you could argue it's better than... Oh, it's the, better the, than the, none. The, the, yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it, it, they might be talking about, because obviously if you compared that to other cereal, same cereal... Yes. If it's higher protein, you can it's call it higher protein, protein because yeah. actually it's higher than another shred. You know, if you've got one. shreddies, high high protein <laughs> shreddies or shreddies, if it's higher than normal shreddies, which is low, yeah. it's still higher. It's still higher. So you yeah. can call it high. Marketing. Marketing, exactly. And the taste? What's the taste test like? I don't know. I've never had a protein <laughs> wheat mix, to be honest, because oh. I, I looked at it and was like, no, no, I'm not about it. There's no, what's the point? I'd rather have a protein shake or a few yeah. eggs or... Something like or that. Or a full fat wheat of Or a full fat wheat of it. Some red wheat of it. Red wheat of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait for my uh, eggs from my chickens, which I got at the weekend. You got oh, some yeah. chickens? Yeah. yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Four chickens. Have you named them? Yeah. <gasps> Although I, we've named them, I just want to preface this with the fact that I've got a five year old daughter. So for anyone that's out there thinking, <laughs> what, world, what is, is going on? This is a world exclusive, right? So um, Belle, yeah. um, uh, Moana. Yes, best uh, Disney you, film ever. I don't ever, know if you've seen, seen the film Moana, but there's a chicken in it called Hey Hey. So yeah. there's Hey Hey, and then Snow White, who's a white one. So yeah, they're the four, wow. four names. That's, do you know what? I'm going to throw out there. This is out there. Moana is like my favourite film. It's a great film. It. Whenever Leo, whenever my wife is out and she's busy, she always that. knows that I'm going to be sitting at home watching Moana. Well, That's I, I, I watch it. it with the kids, and it's like, yeah. oh, it's just because the kids like it, but yeah. actually, it's actually quite good. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, quite yeah. good. Yeah, but I like it. So, yeah, but the two weeks' time, they're going to be laying eggs, two so weeks. hopefully I can bring bring in some oh, fresh eggs oh, for you. Wow. Well, because we were speaking to Chris about this, and it's like, how many eggs do you go through in your house a week? So, I... Currently. About 30. About 30. So, you've got four chickens, yeah. and what are they going to do? One, One a, a day, day, on average. On average. So, four yeah. times seven. But, to be fair... Yeah, but to be fair, I... I've been doing intermittent fasting recently, so yeah. I haven't been eating as many eggs okay. because of breakfast. So what I'm getting at basically is, are you going to be able to bring some eggs? I can bring in some eggs. I can bring in some eggs for the team, definitely. Yes. No wow. question. Wow. Yeah, so, anyway. And then with your new egg scrambler, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so actually, talking about. Um, intermittent fasting so one of the points we had we wanted to talk about today was different diets that's another thing obviously people will say mm -hmm. what's the best diet to lose weight to uh. lose fat so there's so many different things out there and again this is another thing on facebook that's yeah. there's it's just rife with intermittent can, fasting keto can you lose low weight carb, you know, any of the above yes you can of yeah, course you totally. can what's the what's the best diet the one you can, can sustain yeah totally but with a pre isn't it the preface of the one that puts you in a caloric deficit that you can sustain yeah that's it that yeah. as a sentence goes yeah and we, I was talking to Aiden. There's a study quite recently, and I need to uh, I need to get the name of it, and I'll put it on a site, or show notes, or whatever. But basically, it was that. It was where they they had all these different diets, and they tracked people on these diets. So it was keto, intermittent fasting, etc., like popular diets of mm -hmm. the current time. Mm -hmm. um, and the people that lost weight were the people that were consistent, consistently stuck to that diet, and mm -hmm. and the people that didn't lose weight on all these other diets so there was no one diet that was better than the rest it was literally yeah. did they stick to it yes they did or yeah. no they didn't so it's it is the same it with is training that, though you, know, totally. you can argue exactly the same with training yeah you can't yeah. say anything's best really um, no if someone wants to go and run and they can do it you know, a couple of times a week and yeah. do it hard yeah. enough to simulate do you know what sports? though I, I, I do feel sorry for people because I think they default to running a lot of the time and mm. running's not bad of course but Every January, I see hundreds of people pounding the streets in the rain and the cold. And are they doing it the next week? Quite often not. Well, it's funny actually. Me and Chris, when Chris first sort of came on board, we had a quite a big discussion about running and 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 fitness and how actually we feel like you need to be fit to run totally. rather than running to get fit. And how yeah. many people Chris sees who have got dodgy knees, dodgy backs because they haven't been fit enough to run yeah. and they've just thought, yep, yeah, running's the answer, I'm going to go out and actually they won't wind up yeah. not, in a, not in a good way. Do and they? I know we've talked quite a lot about sort of diet and nutrition so far, but I think people, a lot of people do run to lose weight, to, you know, but if you're overweight already, actually yeah, exactly that, like you need to be strong through your mm. glutes, through your quads, through your hamstrings, you know calves as well yeah. need to be strong if you're going to go out and run you're essentially doing thousands of mini plyometric hops from one leg yeah, to the next yeah. so 
you, you know, if you if you're doing that off the back of not doing anything, and I'm not, you know, f- couch to five k and things like that, I think are, are good because they increase the volume of your training gradually over time, over time which is great. But I think that most people, and again, the research supports this, do well and do much better and get much less injuries if they do some strength training alongside, alongside that. And that strength training doesn't have to be using weights; it can be do body weight exercises, yeah. mm. it can be doing TRX, it can yeah. be doing loads of different things, but you know even one session of strength training reduces runner's injury risk by 50% and that that blows out that blows out of the water like they versus massage acupuncture you know all all those things literally pales in comparison to one session of strength training a week it's massive Mm. absolutely but then one of one of the guys I work with Mark Wilshire he's he's a triathlete and he's he's a very good triathlete but he would he would work and work and work and work up 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 and his volume would go up and his intensity would go up and then he'd get injured Mm -hmm. and then you know we've been able to add strength training to his weekly thing and we've now got him to go past that bit where he would normally get injured so he's been able to sustain a higher workload less prone to injury so he's been able to do more work so I haven't made him a better triathlete I've just made him a stronger athlete so he's been able to do the work that's required to get him to that next level theoretically you you kind of have though because you've allowed him to then push his body to the yeah exactly so So, out of interest then Chris if anyone is listening and does want to start running where where would you start them off of so I I do think There's nothing wrong with those couch to 5Ks, <clears throat> but alongside that, what I would do is one, at least one, body weight strength training session a week. Now, you can do that by, you know, if you're local to us, get in touch with, with us guys here and do some training here, whether that be probably, I'd say, you know, PT would be the ultimate thing because mm-hmm. you can specifically then work on mm-hmm. those weaknesses, etc. Yeah. But equally, you could just go online and look up strength training routines for runners basically and body weight strength training routine for runners there's going to be loads of stuff out there and even even though that stuff will be generic and not quite tailored to you that's still going to be much better than not doing anything um essentially so that's what i would get someone to do Mm. is work on your mobility and your strength around your core pelvis and lower limbs essentially Mm -hmm. and strength for that as well so mobility plus strength and then plus the gradual build up in terms of the endurance of actually running. Because obviously if you want to run, you need to run. Yeah, That's the whole yeah. point. So it's not like I'm saying that people shouldn't run because they should. Mm. Um, but it's just the supplementary stuff you do alongside that that can be important and do exactly what you said, Nick, which is stop you from getting injured. So rather than going six weeks and then two, three weeks off and then six weeks, you'll just go in up, 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 12 up. weeks, 18 weeks, you know, with, with no injury or with very few injuries. Mm. You know, injuries happen, unfortunately. Yeah, course, it's one of those yeah. things you can't, you can't, avoid them totally sometimes but you're going to minimize the risk yeah. of that sort of stuff if you do those things so yeah that's what i would sort of advise doing really with that sort so of thing. interesting switch back to our original topic then. <laughs> yeah. Aiden, if someone's coming to you for fat loss for the first time what would what would you what would your advice be if they were looking to do, change their nutrition for fat loss where where would you start somebody obviously it's about it's, it, it, it's individual isn't it that's the, that's the most important thing so everyone's completely different um, it depends what their experience is before. It depends if mm-hmm. they've been on diets before and f- failed or succeeded. Some, you know, you guys have trained enough people to see the yo-yo dieters. Um, I don't know. I guess the the first thing to address is what they're doing at the moment. So that's the that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So whether we we put that in for a um, my fitness pal or something like that. Um, so it'd just be you'd get people to look at what they're currently doing yeah. and actually be honest. That's honest, a, that's, a re- that's a really big yeah. point there, though. Nick, be honest. A lot of people aren't honest. And how many times have you sat down with someone and they go, yeah. "I can't lose weight. I eat an omelette for breakfast, a chicken salad for lunch, and I have steak and potatoes yeah. for dinner, and I can't lose weight. I don't understand." And it's like, okay, it's a, you, you, what what I said to Chris earlier. I said, hmm. um, "You hear it where people say, I've tried everything to lose weight,' you know." Uh, no, you've probably tried a couple of things for a couple of weeks and yeah, or a couple and, of days, or a couple of days, yeah. and maybe haven't really hit that too hard and yeah. given up. And I, I get it. I get yeah. why people give up. It's it's not easy, but I think making it as simple as possible to start mm-hmm. with. So even you know we spoke about habits. You know, seeing what they're doing. Are they drinking two liters of water a day? You know, are they getting 
good enough sleep? Are they doing any training? You know, so it might just be getting them to go for a walk potentially. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It depends yeah. where they are at the moment. I think starting point. That's a really, really good point because I think um, people underestimate for fat loss just how important their their neat is. And for people out there that don't know what neat is, basically neat is essentially your activity levels not from exercise. Mm. So stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which just basically just means what you're doing without yeah. exercising. So walking, taking the stairs, yeah. just all these little things. And this is why I think the uh, Fitbits and pedometers have been have been really good because yeah. actually people suddenly yeah. realise, so bloody hell, like, like two thousand steps I've done today because yeah. I've been I feel in like the I've office been on my feet all day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've been in the office. I've come home two thousand steps. I should be doing ten. And it's like mm. actually Thanks. just by getting people to go out and walk, I think especially for people I think who are um, have got a significant amount of weight to lose, that can be really th important because actually they're you know if someone's training once or twice a week potentially walking every day for half an hour is going to be more effective for them to lose weight than one or two training sessions a week because of the yeah. motivation that might need yeah. to then do that if that makes sense yeah. so i think like you said it's it's starting looking at where someone is now is the really yeah. important thing because yeah. then you can work out what strategies you need to implement for that specific person but even walking i think can be a massive thing in terms of just doing stuff more yeah. taking the stairs cycling to work rather than drive you know yeah. there's loads of things you can use they are to really simple that. yeah you know you could argue that's not training but it's it's still exercise, it's so it's, yeah. it's yeah. moving yeah. and it's getting people going in the right direction. And it's getting you expending more calories. And yeah. we've totally. spoken about caloric deficit. So if you yeah. increase your output, even if it's not through exercise, increasing your output is going to help to that, create that, and that, that deficit. Again, you mentioned consistency. So if someone was to go and see a personal trainer and they were going to smash them, absolutely kill them, so they couldn't walk for you know four days. Mm. Are they likely to want to come back? I don't know. Some people might, but you know, also, that, that might put a lot of people yeah. off. And on that, interestingly, if you've been smashed and you're aching for four days, I would, to train. I would argue that your output and the neat that Chris spoke about would be down over the next few days because you're avoiding movement because you hurt so much. Yeah. And that's, you know, you see, you see that cycle a lot. So you train really well for a day, not for three days, really well for a day, not for three days. And actually, over the week, you're not really doing yeah, enough to create the deficit that you know is but, uh, have you guys ever heard it where you, you you speak to someone and they say oh i want to lose a bit of weight before i see a personal trainer yep. yeah yeah no like you know that's what we do we help you out yeah. we don't yeah. need to go and yeah. smash you from day one no. um i don't know i don't know if that's a, the wrong perception of trainers or i guess there are a lot of trainers mm. coaches out there that do that yeah. but um, it's like a badge of honour for some trainers, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, and I, and I think you are like often you are going to get sore from training, right? Like it doesn't matter even if you don't smash someone, you can make yeah. they can yeah. be sore. So it's not like people don't get sore, but yeah, I totally agree that you you want to do it in a way that that enables them to train again. Like someone, the more consistent that, they can yeah. be, the better. Someone that's deconditioned, if you got them to do ten squats and ten lunges, they would probably ache the next day. Hundred percent. And that's the, yeah. that's the crazy yep. thing but yep. you know if you got the next week and they did 10 squats and 10 lunges they might still ache but not as much the week after they might not ache at all so and then you can do 12 and then you can do yeah. 12 yeah <laughs> yeah and it's it is that i was chatting to um client on the other day about about literally this is that topic of of how often to train she's really keen to um to do to come in and really smash it and do really well like she's really really keen and it, which is awesome mm. and like I, i'm i'm totally totally excited about that it's brilliant but equally i was saying to her look you know your body can only cope with a certain amount of volume and the, the because you because you haven't done stuff for a while mm. it's better to be consistent two three times a week for now and then if you want to increase that and you yeah. want to increase it to four or five times a week or more great but once when you get to that point your body would have adapted <clears throat> to that volume of yeah. training yeah and it's almost like people want to because they're so keen and motivated when they first start, oh, they want to come 100%. in and do stuff every day. And almost you want to go, look, yeah, don't do not do that. No, Be consistent. Yeah. Just um, do it without fail three times a week. Yeah. And rather than trying to come in five times 100%. a week and then doing it for five for a week, body feels like crap. crap. And then the next week they don't come in once. Right. As well, so we have it all the time where people, they join the gym and say, right, I'm going to do five times a week. And try and encourage to try and encourage them, them to down do, down three three times a week and if you make it fourth time next week great but 
you're setting your bar so high well, and if you fail it's like oh god I'm, I'm, feel worse. yeah I feel worse oh maybe I'll reset next week and the other thing on that as well is is if you train if you come in straight away and train five times a week and your body plateaus what are you going to do really, yeah. how can you increase your volume if you're already training every day how yeah. like realistic yeah. how can you do more it's for, and again same for nutrition as well like you don't want to cut yeah, you don't want to go you don't want to go 2000 calories to 800 calories because There's if no you then stop losing weight where do you go totally. so it's all about getting the biggest response on the least amount of stimulus whether it be the most amount of weight loss you can get on the smallest dropping calories and or yeah the most amount of weight loss on the least amount of exercise totally. so that you've got somewhere to go yeah. that's the that again i think that's a mistake that people make all the time is trying to do too much they go too drastic yeah. one they if they if they stall they can't go anywhere and two like aiden said if you don't achieve it you feel like a failure and you're more likely to rebound and yo-yo and go back the other way because you so where so going. on that then for for newbies where do you think a good starting point is is it Obviously, it depends on the person, but as a general rule, is it two to three times a week? As a general rule, I'd say I'd say exactly what you said earlier in terms of find out where you are now. So assess your current situation. Yeah. I think that's key because then you need, then that can give you an, an idea of what you need to do. I would say training two to three times consistently every week and try and make that an absolute must. Mm-hmm. And getting your nutrition, looking at your nutrition and looking at how you can optimize that for you, whatever whatever yeah. goal that is. And, and a, a strategy around your nutrition, which can be multiple different yeah. ones, but something that works for you, that puts you in a calorie deficit, yeah. and then you can consistently train and then making sure that you're also getting your neat so yeah. th- i would say that's where i would start with someone activity levels training three times a week consistently and looking at diet that's yeah. what i would say and you know you, you don't want to be jumping on the scales every day but it can be used as a tool obviously totally. um whether that's once a month or but don't get obsessed with it um no because ultimately the scales don't care what you look like yeah. Like no, you exactly. could have, you could have lost three kilos of body fat, yeah. increased lean tissue by three kilos, yeah. and you'd look and feel totally different. But the scales would show no difference. And I think that's that's that really important point in terms of their um, what you track. So what do you guys track in terms of like that? A classic example. Do you just track? Do you track weight? Do you track? Body fat percentage, well, like what I mean, sorts of things would you track in terms of weight loss clients or fat loss I clients? guess from a motivational point, if someone's coming in and they're, I don't know, 25 stone, to get them on the scales and, and weigh them mm. as a starting point, because you know pretty much if you know they go for a couple of walks around the block, they're going to be, they're, down. They're, they're gonna be yeah. down. And that can really motivate someone. But on the, on the flip side of that, you know, I'm sure we've all had clients that have weighed themselves in and they've almost self-destructed yeah. on the scales and because like, they feel oh, like they've done everything that they've had a perfect week they couldn't have done any more and then actually it shows but like you no said you, you can go on google now and you can google you know same weight but different bodies so there'll, there'll be someone on there with you know comparison of before and after and they'll be exactly the same weight and they'll look they'll look completely yeah. different which is quite a powerful thing actually yeah and that's mm-hmm. why i think photos are really good yeah to do yeah photos like are and having different different markers for fat loss because again I, I i've got a client at the moment who um she's not bothered about her weight that's not what she's mm. bothered about but she has got two items of clothing that she really wants to feel good in and so that's our marker i'm not going to track weight i'm going to every four weeks i said to her right every four weeks i want you to put on those jeans and the dress that you want to feel good in mm-hmm. and see how you feel yeah. and then have it as a subject and yeah. look at yourself and see how, how are you, yeah. you do you feel good about that and then every four weeks do the same thing so it doesn't have to be that you're tracking weight or yeah. you're tracking you know, again pictures. There's, no, there's no rule that, no. You know. no and also in that situation like on a weekly basis you can measure performance in the gym so yep. is she getting stronger getting fitter yep. getting faster whatever it may be yep. so there's your weekly motivation because sometimes having having those things four weeks apart can be a long time for someone and totally. they can lose their sight of it because yep. they haven't got that Con- someone who's a, a larger person who's on jumping on scales every week is really motivating because it's only a week at a time but when it's a bit longer that long-term goal yeah. you need i feel like you need to have shorter term goals for people Definitely. to to keep them engaged keep them on it and you know think oh well I'm, I, it's two weeks away it doesn't matter if i have this 
slight meal out yeah. or whatever it is like mm. I'll, I'll get back on it tomorrow because I've still got two weeks where it starts tomorrow yeah, yeah exactly yeah and, and I think that's a good point with um with uh, fat loss clients for so for people out there is giving themselves short-term goals as well so it, we know that obviously if you if you're in a 500 gram or 500 calorie um a day deficit you are going to lose you know a pound a week a pound a week isn't that much when you're looking at scales and obviously because your weight and people's weight fluctuates yeah i mean all sorts of things can affect it exactly so it's almost like actually if you've you know if you've still got that um markers of strength mm. markers of fitness my zone markers as yeah. you know if for the gym here, then there's so many things that you can do as a thing that you can look at every week towards you know getting there um so i think that's massive do you um, think if you could get rid of scales altogether for people it would have a a positive effect or negative that's a good that's a really Ooh, good question god this is getting deep all of a sudden as an overall that's a really good question Thanks, i don't man. i don't know I don't know. It's a far, it's a tough one because, I mean, psychologically, I guess there's part of me that my and again, this is just me literally thinking thinking now. But there's part of me that thinks maybe it would be a good thing to just not have you know if they would if they weren't around. Um, having said that, I think some people almost need that that um, not rock bottom, but they need you know some people you'll hear them they. They're like, I've got on the scales today. Yeah, yeah, I true. couldn't believe was I was 16, 17, and that's what yeah, made me yeah, change. So home. I think it's almost, you know, sometimes they, they are a useful thing, but you don't necessarily want to obsess about them. So I think it probably yeah. would be, I think we probably do need it's them, but at the same time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, at the same time, you don't want to, you don't want to obsess about them. But it's a, yeah, it's a good, I mean, wait, it's a good question. The, the whole weight loss thing is, you know, yeah. we've just done this uh, Loser Stone in September, obviously. Um, which has been a roaring success. Odd. Yeah, it has been but, amazing. you know, to the most part, it's not some... You don't, we don't really want to encourage people just to... Just get, do it for one month. Just do it for one month. And, you know, if you've, got, if you've got a wedding coming up in a month and you think, shit, I forgot all about it, which is weird. We're all married, yeah, aren't we? We yeah, know that definitely married. isn't yeah. the case. Yeah. 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 My yeah. wife did everything. I was going to say, yeah, me and my, yeah, you might forget mind about mind it, but your wife doesn't let you forget about it. Um... Yeah, I mean, it can be used as a tool to like reset everything, and that's why yeah. we did the Loser Stone, Stone in yeah. September, just to you know get people on a bit of a reset. And yeah, we said we said do control alt delete, control alt delete. Yeah. yeah. So um, an in- interesting thing with that, what do you guys think was a so the people that did well? Yeah. What do you think they did well? How you know what what separates the people that did well than from maybe the people that struggled in terms of like the things they were either doing, not doing, etc. Did you think? I think most of them trained four times a week. Would yeah, you say? yeah, training definitely. Like everyone may have found an extra training session, but I think habits was the biggest one. Yeah, I think like really sitting down and assessing. So you know, I, I said earlier, well, where do you start with people? And it was realistically, we looked down and we assessed what they were currently doing that was adding to their caloric surplus that they didn't really realize. So, you know, we spoke about maybe no snacks, no fizzy drinks, no sweets, get rid of desserts for a month, give it up and see what happens. And I think loads of people suddenly were like, oh my God, I've, I've changed yeah. three things that were seemingly easy to do. Like obviously willpower was something to consider, but I changed those habits. And, and I lost weight. Yeah, the message is weight. to say, you, it's not to say that you can never have those things again. No. It's just to educate that if you, cut some bits out and you're a bit more mindful you probably will get some good results mm. so you, you don't need to completely strip everything back some yeah. of our customers did mm. they did for a month they, they you know they were pretty on it and what was what was the best we got there in a month so paul gibson actually lost 13 kilos in a month wow which was unbelievable that's incredible yeah. isn't it? shout Gibson's, out paul well yeah, that's unbelievable absolutely amazing fair play and one of the, um, when I spoke to him, we shared a few emails and he said that kind of giving up smoking was a big part of it for him, not because smoking was contributing to his weight gain, but the habit of going to the shops each day or mm. every couple of days for to get cigarettes. Get he would then, bu- yeah, he'd oh, buy an really energy drink, have. a chocolate bar. So it wasn't the, like directly the smoking, but the, the action of going and getting that led him to get extra things that he wouldn't didn't need wouldn't normally need so then he'd have them along with it and suddenly he's in a surplus and he's a little bit you know out of out of where he wants to be 
and I think that's you, you get that with I get that myself like you go into a shop sometimes oh, and randomly yeah. and then randomly oh, like oh there's some oat cookies there or there's some like and sweets and like yeah I only went in for loo roll and now I'm coming out with 30 quid's worth of crap exactly yeah totally um, so again, it's those things. So it's the habits that are, I think were the biggest change for people, and just that that realistic setback of stepping back and actually looking at their life and their weekly habits and how they move and what they do, and actually saying, "I'm going to change." Uh, we that. we basically addressed sleep patterns, yep. hydration. Yeah, I think that's big as well. Crappy food, so yeah. to speak. You know, too yeah. much alcohol, too much sweets, too much, you know, too much chocolate, all that sort of thing, and. We, we put it in their hands to say, look, do you want to give up some of this stuff? Do you want to uh, reduce it? Um, my, I think most people gave st- stuff yeah. up, didn't they? Yeah, they gave, they, it, was, it was a month. They were like, I can do that for a month. Yeah. I'm going to see what happens. And lo and behold, as a collective, lost 95 kilos. And on average, the weight loss was 4.8 kilos was the average weight loss per person. Um, which is unbelievable. Isn't yeah, it? obviously that's Paul attributed to quite a lot to that. But <laughs> yeah. nonetheless, but that's amazing. Yeah. Like, and you in mentioned sleep there as well, and I think that's another another quite um, interesting thing or important thing is that I don't obviously sleep doesn't have a direct impact on weight gain because it's as we talked about it's that mm. caloric balance yeah. basically, it but yeah. it's what you then do when you're tired. So if you're yeah. knackered because you've had really poor sleep, then you are give likely the, to make poor choices in terms of food. Give me the shortbread exactly, fingers. Exactly, give me the shortbread <laughs> fingers. So like, he's, Mary Barry's got a lot to, um, yeah. to yeah. answer for. Oh, yeah. She's contributing to the uh, obesity and the def- epidemic, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then you do, you do think that actually those things have, have a big impact as well, even though they're not directly impacting it. So I think, yeah. again, people can address that in terms of using, you know, you and you can use things like, you know sleep cycle or there's there's sleep apps where you can actually look at what your quality of sleep is mm. um how much you're sleeping and that can impact you know the the following day and moving forwards with one one thing we said to people was to stop social media oh. after 8 p.m was that yeah well that was oh, like, yeah, yeah. and time, like yeah. obviously 8 p.m was like quite an early target and a lot of people we even we managed to bargain with people and be like nine or whatever yeah. but the amount of people that would stay up and they say I'd scroll for miles. Yeah. My my weekly mileage was done by my thumb scrolling through Instagram, <laughs> not on my feet. Yeah. And actually, by stopping doing that, I slept better. I made better yeah. decisions the next day. I was more active the next day because I wasn't as tired. Yeah. I got up for a 6 a.m. session before work rather than having a crap day at work and then thinking, oh, I won't train in the evening. I'm too tired now and things like that. And actually, that, again, it all contributes to training more and eating better and... Yeah, I, mean, we'll, that... I think we'll probably do a podcast on social media yeah. and screen yeah, time definitely. and, and see like what does a podcast count as is that social yeah, yeah I guess it is educational I suppose social media can be educational <laughs> sometimes but sometimes not which we'll so obviously talk about not, on yeah. the podcast yeah so it's the blue light isn't it the, yeah and the melatonin production that's reduced I yeah. believe that's sort of yeah. looking at your screen mm. So yeah, oh, that's a whole podcast. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. sleep, yeah, sleep would be a good one to actually do because yeah. there's a really good book. Um, there's a guy called Matthew Walker who did a book yeah. called Why We Sleep, yeah. and it's really, really good. It talks mm. about the importance of sleep, uh, the statistics around how bad it is not to get good levels of sleep. So over six hours, if you're not getting over six hours, you're oh. not, you know, they don't even. Well, you might not want to read the book. Link, oh, links, um, Alzheimer's links things, to all sorts yeah. of disorders. Yeah, how how bad shift work can be potentially um, but then also things you can do to optimize your sleep so you know if you are doing those things you can still optimize it you can still make it as good yeah. as you can because okay. um, ultimately like all this stuff no one's perfect no. we're not perfect no, no one is perfect with Speak any of this stuff, stuff. <laughs> but you just <laughs> want to do my it mom says. <laughs> <laughs> exactly do it as well as you can so i had a couple more things i wanted to talk about just before we finish the podcast if that's all right with you guys well i know we're, we're kind of getting towards that hour mark now but one thing that that I think is also a big thing out there is the is the whole I don't know I'm sure you guys get this is the um, I just want to lose fat around my stomach so spot, spot, reduction. spot reduction so I think that's quite a, mm-hmm. a, a important point so what do you what do you guys say when someone comes to well, you and goes oh just just want to lose that firstly fat um, we put a questionnaire out to our customers at the beginning of the year about about the, the classes we do and what we do in the studio and what they'd like to see more of. And one of them was, um, one of the answers was core, a core class yeah. or you know, mm-hmm. an ab class or something. 
and they had the option to, to put why they wanted to do it and it was you know everyone was saying they want a flat stomach and you know so there's still that lack of education I guess around mm. getting a flat stomach and thinking loads and loads of sips are, are going to get you there yeah I think it was one of the things is when it don't they say that you you're more like store body fat around your center of mass so for men it tends to be belly and ladies generally it tends to be hips and thighs so it's the first place that it goes on it's the safest it's the safest place to put it but it's the last place it comes off as well so again that's one of those things like if someone say i just want to lose the fat around my belly just keep going then just keep going until it's gone like just yeah it's still follow the same fat loss principles and don't stop until yeah, because I mean, the, the studies show that you can't really fat re- spot, spot reduce. Yeah. I mean, there are, um, yeah, the, the, there are, yeah. There's a few interesting ones. I was looking the other day at this actually, and there's a few interesting ones around. Um, they did ones with um, bicep curls. So they there's a study out there that showed that there was um, people that trained their biceps, and then there was another group of people who didn't train their biceps, mm. and they were on a, a caloric deficit yeah. diet. And the people that that were were training their biceps had more less fat in the region of their biceps, so that was suggesting that there was some reduction in fat tissue in the specific area that they'd trained. Is it to do with blood flow? Blood flow. So exactly that. Blood flow to the area. So I think that again, my my point of view, when I was talking to Aidan about this earlier, would be. Um, and we, I think, in general, we're all like this. Is that we're Sit we're not. It's not. It's, yeah, it's not a yeah, black yeah. or white answer. Like you, you are, you're not going to do the the best you can do is just lose fat in general. If you want to lose fat around your stomach, however, if you want ab- abs, then you need to train your abs. Like you need to train your stomach if you want to if you want to develop those mm-hmm. those muscles. And if yeah. you if you are looking to kind of get a bit more de- definition around your stomach then you need to train it and lose fat yeah. and then you'll see the definition underneath yeah a little um, bit of ab hypertrophy they pop out a little bit more exactly protrude through the skin more exactly look. exactly but, you know, it's the, the whole argument the human body we push we pull we bend we rotate we squat yeah. and we lunge so yeah. we should be doing most of those things in anyway a, anyway yeah. and we kind of try and do that in a lot of our classes anyway yeah totally yeah and i think that you're again it's like the the group of people that sort of says you don't need to do abs training just do heavy squats heavy deadlifts mm. etc i don't necessarily agree with that i oh, think, I think that's a bit short sighted it is, in itself, it is. isn't it yeah i think yes you want to include those big movements which we all do because we all know the benefit of them but you also want to include some direct core training yeah. just like again if you want to Injury develop your arms yourself. then you want to yeah. develop you want to do some direct arms training so it's you know. and also i think that's funny because we talk about like they're saying about oh just deadlift and squat well actually that and obviously they burn calories and they recruit a lot of muscle but if you've got a stronger core then your squats and deadlifts will be better so you'll do more and lift more and burn more calories so yeah. indirectly train train your core yeah mm. yeah and it's not you know it's, it's the type of core training often that that i think can be questioned in terms of do right. do you know uh, yeah. do I'm good thinking, exercises yeah, if sorry. you do good exercises then then it's going to be beneficial and it's going to yeah. you know have an impact on all those oh parts. yeah in my head my core training is like anti-rotation and yeah, things like that, exactly. rather than a thousand crunches exactly yeah. i remember yeah, a guy exactly. that used to come yeah. to the gym where i worked up the road and he used to come in every session go straight to the, the ab curl ab machine, machine on the seat spend about 20 30 minutes on it and then go and do a run or something mm. Obviously, I tried to help him and tried to coach him through it, but he wasn't having none of it. But, but what's great about the MyZone, actually... His name's Brad Pitt, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what's great about the MyZone is that we were talking about this the other day as well, in the sense that you can actually see your calories burned. Yeah. So at, when if you come in and you just did some crunches and whatever... Oh, yeah. You so probably true. you're yeah. going to look at your calories 100%. and go blimey like it didn't really burn that many calories doing that yeah um and so actually your bigger movements are generally going to produce more calorie burn obviously because they're recruiting more muscle but they're also going to up your heart rate etc mm. so i think it's it, it for as a tool it's quite useful from that let's point do an well. ab class let's do one let's put one on and see how many no and see how many calories people burn you can do that mate <laughs> yeah i'd love to yeah. yeah i'd love to as a little like a little yeah. sciencey thing let's get people in and, yeah. Yeah. and look at the calories but, but, burned uh, in but on session. the flip side again that's not to say that you have to be burning calories every single exercise totally. you no. do so no. again no. it's an education thing yeah 50 50 yeah cool it's gonna help but so last last thoughts boys on uh, fat loss so it, let's just let's go down the route i think to finish off of 
things out there that we would give people as a last kind of thought in terms of what they should be thinking about with regards to losing fat and and you know we talked about a lot of stuff obviously but kind of to summarize what would you say your main points are for people who are trying to lose fat and lose weight be consistent yeah I love that that's done be consistent yeah i can't i can't i can't trump that to be honest yes. that's yes yeah I, and uh, i guess if you're if you're trying to lose weight and you are still the same weight as you were this time last year you're probably not doing the right thing so you probably yeah. need some help or yeah. um need to um come and see us yeah, yeah. potentially plug, uh, or go plug, and plug, see plug. A, a train or go yeah. online there's plenty of good resources out there so um and everyone can do it everyone yeah. can yeah. do it um and it it shouldn't be that difficult you know it shouldn't mm. be that difficult yeah i think i'd agree with that i think definitely it would be for me it would be you know assess where you are now what you're currently doing make a plan of what you want to do in a way that suits your you and your lifestyle and then be consistent with that plan um, and then update that plan as you feel you need to yeah. i think if you do that and again that's, that's where the help assess, comes in assess. Be, yeah. if you do something the same you've then got something you can refer back to and say yeah. is or yeah. isn't it working i exactly. can tweak a b or c yeah and then again see if see what happens when you do that yeah do what work do what works for you you know yeah. there is no best way um, there's some specific things you need to be doing but you can achieve those in different, different ways. ways so make sure that what you're doing works for you you can be consistent with it and then you are going to believe you're going to do it as well yeah, that's the other thing oh, belief, so belief yeah, is yeah. such a big thing you know people are so yeah I kind of want to lose a bit or you go I'm going to do it yeah. I'm going to do it I'm definitely I'm going to definitely lose yeah. this weight by Christmas I'm going to lose a stone by Christmas do it done great yeah. Let us know on the podcast in the comments yeah, of, uh, yeah. of social media if you're going to do it. Yeah. Cool. Bingo. So there we have it, guys. Another episode of the Jones Fitness Podcast. I thought it was a wicked one and really enjoyed doing it. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it too. Let us know if you did. Let us know if you've got any comments about the podcast, if you've got any um, recommendations or things that we could do better. We're always trying to learn here at Jones Fitness and the podcast is no exception to that rule. Um, also, if you could give us a review... That would be amazing. On It will be on iTunes uh, fairly shortly, so a five-star review would be amazing because it would really help the podcast to grow and develop. Um, we're really excited about it, and I hope you guys are too. Uh, hopefully, you will all have a great week, and I will see you next time. Bye.